Welcome to the Teaching Self-Government Podcast with Nicolene Peck. Improving your life, uniting your family, changing the world. Welcome to the Teaching Self-Government Podcast. I'm Nicolene Peck and I'm joined here with my daughter Paige Baumer. Hi Paige. Hello. Paige, today we're going to be talking about something I'm super excited about. We're going to be talking about grandparents and teaching self-government. I'm just going to throw out there, hint, hint, anytime that you guys ever have a grandbaby, I'm just going to be so excited. You will not even, I'll be, I'm going to like come unglued. Wow. Anyway, wow. so I have been looking forward to be, no pressure by the way, but I have been looking <laughs> forward to becoming a grandparent ever since my children were little. I, it's part of our vision that we've created for the family in my mind and in, in dad's mind, it's all about who we're going to become as grandparents. But I do know that in the real world, as we're working with our real grandparents, the grandparents of our children, sometimes there can be some difficulties. Sometimes we want to make sure we get everybody on the same page. So in this podcast, we're going to be talking about getting everybody on the same page, overcoming some difficulties with grandparents potentially. And also we're going to talk about how to prepare to become the best grandparent ever, which is what I'm doing. I'm a grandparent in training. <laughs> so anyway, so that's what we're going to be talking about today. But before we do that, Paige, what do we have to do? Well, got to talk about a family activity. We do. We have to talk about a fun family activity. And I think this one's going to surprise people a little bit <laughs> because it's not something I would normally bring up for a family activity, but I've got to tell you about a TV show. Okay. So our family is not really big into TV <laughs> shows. I mean, we really aren't. The majority of our you know, our life as a family, we've not been like, oh, the TV watching family. Um, but in recent years, as London and Porter, our last ones at home, well, London's not at home anymore. She's at college now. Porter's the last one. And he's got like one year left probably before he's off and gone. I know. Um, as, as they hit these older ages a couple of years ago, we found this TV show and it's called Relative Race. Okay. Like relative, like your relatives. Anyway, and it is this show that about these people who drive around the country in this race and they get these different clues and stuff and they try to find relatives. And a lot of times people on the show have, you know, maybe they were adopted or something like that. And so they're looking for clues to who they even are. And, and this show became near and dear to us because my husband, is adopted and and so it, he had always wanted to know who his birth family was and as he saw this program it gave him hope but here's the main reason that the show became near and dear to our hearts and that's because there's four teams and there were four of us at home when we started watching this show periodically and so there's like the black team the red team the blue team the green team because they, they all have colors and they have a colored car they drive and whatever anyway so here are four of us sitting there it's our first time watching one of these episodes and we're like let's all pick a color so we all pick a color. Okay. So like, I'm always the green team. Okay. Spencer is always the blue team. <laughs> and then Porter is always the red team. And London is always the black team. 
Okay. That's just how it is. <laughs> and if anyone's visiting when London's not here now, they have to be the black team. Like yes. that's just it. Anyway, they started a new season of the relative race show program. Um, and this is, I think it's on multiple different channels, but we've seen it on the BYU TV app that you can get on your phone. So anyway, if you want to look it up on BYU TV, but so, you know, London's off at school, but so we have an intern living with us and I'm like, you're going to have to be the black team. <laughs> like, like she gets no choice. Like, you have to be the black team. Anyway, and we're like, cause no one's here to be the black team. And so what we do <laughs> like root for our teams we like listen to their stories we see them meet their relatives and it's so beautiful the whole show is all about family and the value of family and how everybody's story is so different and but like they do these challenges and they drive around the country and and we just sit and like root for our teams and talk about other the other person's teams and it is so fun it's like hysterical like we've turned this show into a family game show <laughs> and every season when new ones come out we're like ah so just yesterday the the program started again and I was like you guys a new relative rice just <laughs> is coming out and they were like no no way really and so like all of a sudden you know we had to watch it but um I just highly recommend this program I mean watch it first before you show it to your children to make sure you're okay with it you know um there's no bad words or anything like that but that people do come from a few different walks of life but it's really clean and it's, it, it opens the door to tons of discussion about family and about people's differences. So anyway, Paige, I know that I just went on and on there about a TV show, which is so un uncharacteristic of your mother, but, uh, but it's, it's focused fun. on the family. It is focused on the family. And I, I think that's why I love it so much. Okay. So Paige, today we got to talk about grandparents, which yes. really kind of relates to relative race. Okay. Cause people are finding grandparents, cousins, second cousins, everything, and just the value of those people in your life. And I think people that don't have those people in their lives recognize the value of those people. Maybe than some of the people that do have those people in their lives, mm -hmm. you know? Anyway, and you definitely get that in this program. So as we're talking about grandparents today, and we're talking about self-government and helping our grandparents understand what we're doing with this parenting with our family and, and th these transformations that we're having ourselves, um, we are going to look through the lens of self-government. So Paige, just, you know, how would you describe self-government to somebody if they weren't familiar with what it is? I would probably say... Self-government is being able to look ahead and see what will happen. So the cause and effect of whatever situation you in situation you're in, and then look back inside yourself and look at the skills that you have in your brain so that you can apply them to your own behaviors so that you can control your behaviors in any situation. Yeah, it's a really powerful thing to have self-government. And here's the thing is a person doesn't usually just organically pick up everything needed to govern themselves without a good example. No, you have to have a guide or a mentor. Yeah. And one of the, well, the very best examples are mother, father, okay. Parents. Mm -hmm. And then siblings get in there. They're good examples too, or bad examples <laughs> as the case may be, you know, um, to their brothers and sisters, but also there is this presence of 
these wise characters. They're old, they're gray haired, usually, maybe. <laughs> Sometimes. We're getting there's a there. lot of hair dye nowadays. <laughs> anyway, but there's under that hair dye, there's gray there. There's, there's maybe a few more wrinkles than other people they know. But the, these grandparents who are historically wise people in the lives of the children, and they really do bring this voice of reason to the child. In fact, in many cases, I meet people who say, if it wasn't for my grandparents, I wouldn't have turned out. It was my grandparents that helped me when my parents were not doing good, you know? Yeah, no, we actually used to live right next door to um, a family where a set of grandparents had taken in their grandson as their son because his parents were not fit to raise him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And so, and this is, so this is actually more common than, you know, we really even know. I mean, you meet people all the time, grandparents all the time who are actively participating in raising their children's children, right. Mm -hmm. And raising those grandchildren oftentimes as their own. And, and I guess this is just the era of the energizer bunny parent or (laughs) grandparent that never ends, you know, because I see some of these grandparents and they are absolutely like never ending energy. And I'm like, wow. And so I, I just choose to believe that somehow they got angels supporting them up, you know, just lifting them up as they're really helping this next generation, which at first they weren't going to have to be the ones parenting. So or they just have lots and lots of spinach. Yeah, that's it. They are having green <laughs> smoothies like every day. I love the green smoothie. Let's do it. Let's have a green smoothie right now. Okay. So let's, um, so let's talk about some of the concerns that people have uh, when it comes to grandparents and teaching self-government. We're, we're going to go there. So we're going to take multiple different angles. We're going to talk about concerns or, or struggles that maybe people have working with grandparents of their children. But then also, I'd like to spend some time talking about the grandparent themselves and where they're at and some helps for the grandparent too. Yeah. Um, I think to, like two good perspectives to take are, what the parents see and how they want the grandparents to react and to what they want them to do with self-government. And then from the grandparents' point of view, how they fit in and how they use TSG with maybe a family that doesn't do teaching self-government. Yeah. Now the thing with me and you, Paige, is even though you don't have little chitlins yet that are bouncing all over the place, (laughs) um, you and I have already had multiple conversations and even dad too with us. We've had a lot of conversations in our family about what is it going to look like one day when there are these little people? Mm-hmm. What is it going to look like? It's yeah. We've already kind of established so expectations there. Yeah. Not that, not that there can't be things talked about that we haven't foreseen. Right. Cause there can be, right. but but we really know that we want there to be this feeling of mutual support for each other. Um, me and dad for the future don't feel entitled about anything, right? We don't feel like we are entitled to tell anybody what to do or anything. We just want to be able to be a support to our children and hopefully a wise influence to our grandchildren. I mean, we've been trying to fine tune ourselves, overcome our shortcomings and stuff for years and years and years because of this hope of becoming a grandparent now obviously we tried to be the best parents we could be too as parents 
but knowing that we're always a work in progress, we expect that we'll probably even be able to be a better example as grandparents. At least that's what we're hoping for. Um, well, because usually, then we generally, when our, you get older, you get a little wiser and you learn a little more. Your priorities are even more clear. Yeah. You know, it's like, wait a minute. Now that I've been through a lot of life, there were some things <laughs> that were just a waste, you know, and you just get it right. Even though mm-hmm. I've always been pretty fine tuned about my priorities and I can foresee how they probably will be. I'm sure they'll even be more clear when that day comes when I am a grandparent. So anyway, um, so let's talk about some of the struggles. Paige, I know that you've mentored some people too who have talked about grandparents and trying to get on the same page with grandparents mm-hmm. of their children. What kinds of struggles have you generally heard about from some of the people that you've been mentoring? So Paige and I both do mentoring on the Teaching Self-Government um, website and other places. And um, so she is a person that you could reach out to. For mentoring actually and i'm really and have, fun just saying <laughs> she, is, she is super fun and she's had a lot of experiences you might be surprised that she's had anyway mm-hmm. go ahead Paige. what are some of the struggles that people have had that you've heard of yeah so some of the things that are pretty common are okay i'm a parent i've got young kids and um, i live close to my in-laws but they they don't know about the self-government system. And so obviously, you know, with in-laws close by, they want to watch the kids whenever we want to go out and they want to be a part of our kids' lives. But we'll give them, you know, kind of instructions of like, hey, this is kind of how we want it to go. This is what we want our kids to be accustomed to. This is the parenting system that we're using. So please do this to keep things consistent. And they won't. Or the grandparents don't understand why the parents are trying to implement this, you know, cause grandparents, you just want to spoil your grandkids <laughs> and you want to make them happy and, you know, give them treats and stuff. But like, it's, it's important for grandparents to understand, especially if your children are trying to implement a consistent system. It's important to understand why your children would be doing that and why they're asking you to um, be a part of that. Yeah. Well, and a, a, a phrase comes to mind as you're talking and the phrase is this old idiom you can't teach an old dog new tricks right (laughs) which is you can actually teach an old dog new tricks old dogs new learn new tricks all the time but it requires a lot of patience right requires some understanding some consistent teaching right and recognizing that they're going to fall back into old habits a lot easier than somebody who hasn't learned the tricks before. So when we're talking about parents trying to learn this stuff for their children, well, the parents are in the nitty gritty of everything, right? So they're they're there for all of it. Yeah. The child's like running out of their bed and won't go to bed and they got to get it back to the bed and all this (laughs) stuff. And the parent is right there in the, in the thick of it. And so for them, mastering these skills of self-government and getting the family, you know, system working and a schedule going and, you know, all these different things. And, and, Hey, I don't want the children overstimulated because they don't do well when they've had too much TV, you know, and, and all that kind of stuff. So they are right there in the present circumstance. They also know where the child's brain is at developmentally and they don't want to expose the child too soon to certain things because they, they want to keep the child 
developing in a way that's going to create the greatest strength for the child. I know with me, that was a big thing. I didn't want my children going to grandma's and grandpa's houses and just being in front of TV the whole time. One movie. Okay. You know, maybe two movies, if you're going to be there for a long time. Okay. But like, then I want them to actually know their grandparents. See, that's mm-hmm. the other thing is that the parents are feeling like I want my children to really know the, the greatness of the grandparents, but mm-hmm. it could be that the grandparents are like, I am so willing to help you out, but it kind of stresses me out and I just want to make it easy. So here's a whole bunch of sugar and some movies. And then when your mom and dad get back, we'll give you it back to them. You know, like, like sometimes they just go the easy path. They do. And, and I think that's actually partially, I mean, number one age and your energy level. Okay. That's one thing. And we've got to be careful as parents to keep that in mind. You know, their, their energy level is a little different. Um, but I think that, that we also need to remember that the grandparents actually can learn some of the stuff. The grandparents want what's best for those children too. And if you present something to them in a way that they are going to understand and care about when it relates to their grandchildren, I think more often than not, they'll care. Now I have talked to a lot and I mean a lot of parents about grandparents and about troubles they face with grandparents. And I'll well, tell and you've you that- had multiple grandparents take your course, like your in-depth mentoring course. Oh, lots. And yeah. their kids are in growing fact, up. Mm-hmm. In fact, that's one of the best things you can do is say, hey, we're taking this course. How about you take the course with us? Since you help with the children every so often, you know, you might like to know what we're doing for the, for the children and what, what problems we're trying to overcome with ourselves. Right. Mm -hmm. And so then the parent is like, oh, my children are fixing their own problems. I'm going to support them in that. And it doesn't sound so personal because when you show up to grandma's house and you say, "Uh, I know you want them to do that, 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 but I don't like it. Then grandma all of a sudden feels like you don't like what how the way she treats your children Mm -hmm. or the way she gives love to the children so it feels like that you're not you're like rejecting their love right and that's hard it is hard it is so hard because they dream about how they want things to be with their grandchildren and how happy they're going to make their grandchildren and the toys that they're going to give their grandchildren and everything (laughs) for so many years they think of that and then you come along and you say okay we can't do that. Okay. You can't keep giving my kids so much sugar. And all of a sudden it seems like you're rejecting their offering. I think there are some parents that are more, um, emotional than other parents. When I say parents, I say grandparents and parents, because those are all parents. (laughs) Okay. But they can be more emotional than others. I was talking with a family just a while ago about troubles with the grandparent stepping in and parenting in a bad way, like saying to the children, I'm going to beat you. I'm going to, you know, if you don't do that, you're not going to have anything for the rest of the night. And like kind of trying to threaten the child into good behavior because the child around the the grandparent doesn't behave as well because the grandparent doesn't have the skills that the parent has. And so then the parent, the grandparents resorting to threats. And so, and then all of a sudden the children are like not wanting to be with grandma. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's not how it should be. So they wanted to be with grandma because everything was easy with grandma and there's no rules, but then grandma gets stressed out and then grandma gets (laughs) angry. And then the parents are like, don't threaten my children that you're going to beat them. Like, that's not okay. And then all of a sudden grandma feels like everyone hates me. I must, I'm a terrible grandma. I nobody. And so the parent was explaining me to this and I'm like, okay, see, this is the problem with grandma not understanding the skills that you're using. Well, I think the problem was also grandma was not pre-taught. Oh yeah, totally. 
And, and the thing is, is the family was really trying to work on that. But grandma literally said to her child, you know, about the grandchildren, she's like, she's like, listen, I parented you and you turned out fine. And so the way that I handle things with the children is going to be fine. But the parents like, uh, yeah, but like, I don't actually want to do cleanup work like I had to do, you know, I mean, in their mind, they're thinking that they don't want to hurt their parents feeling but they're thinking, actually, we're on kind of like a better track, you know, (laughs) we have found a higher plane. (laughs) Yeah, so it can be hard, right? It can be so hard. Because then then the parent was like, well, I just feel like I'm no good then you don't like what I do you what was I a bad mom to you I'm just a bad mom and and I had to explain to this parent all that kind of stuff is actually emotional manipulation yeah and it's taking it personal and then trying to turn it back on someone else like it's there and exactly and the grandparent is actually only thinking about themselves they're thinking about what's easier for them what the child is or isn't doing to them now what you're saying or not saying to them the implied messages that they are interpreting from you that hurt them they are only processing through a selfish selfish lens which then gives the children an idea of where grandma's really at and so um, you know, in those cases, because that's a tricky case, especially right? as the grandkids get older, they start to see they're like, Oh, what's going on here? They do notice and then, then they'll start to have to have recovery from grandma time too. Yeah. And nobody wants that the parents don't want that either is the Mm-mm. thing, you know, and so then, so then I had to say to the, the family, I had to say, you know, sometimes you might have to have grandma time only when you're there. And, and so that you can be the one that handles all problems. And then the parent said to me, okay, but here's the problem is grandma actually lives with us. And Ooh. so grandma feels like she's equal. And so, okay, now we have a roles issue. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, cause grandma is not the parent, but grandma is an adult and the children should respect all adults and learn from the adults. But yeah. the parents actually have the main team teacher role even more so than the grandparent especially if the parents are actively engaged in that role i say the grandma could probably see herself as like the matriarch of the household yeah but at the same time she's kind of like a tenant of the parents yeah like she's because it's the parent's house so in a way she's she has to it's it's hard because normally she was the authority figure for all these years Mm -hmm. but now she has to back up and let the parent do their parent thing. And i tell you what, that is hard. It, when, <laughs> you know, when you're a parent and you see one of your children, adult children, do something you wish they wouldn't do, it is just so hard to let them learn from their own mistake, mm-hmm. especially if they're, you know, not going to listen to you or something. So hopefully they'll always listen to you. You know, I just had a just the sweetest conversation the other day with my son, my Quinn, who he's an adult, he's, he's 25 and I had this great conversation where he was actually seeking my advice and I was offering him advice and we were talking about things. And I was like, how lucky are we that as adults, we have such a great relationship where he is running his own life, doing everything he should. I'm not telling him what to do, but he still comes for me and asks for advice when he feels like he needs it. Yeah, he when still that calls came when he's years like, I just need to staff it with somebody. <laughs> I say, and that came from years of like a good parenting relationship where yes, you are our parent first, and that 
grew into a strong, deeply rooted friendship and mentorship. And so we know, like, especially like me and Quinn, we know that we can trust you and that you have good advice because we've seen where your advice has taken us already. Mm. That's a good point. So, so some of the troubles with the grandparents are, are really sometimes going to stem clear back mm-hmm. actually to when the parents were raising the children and maybe even some issues that were not resolved from clear back then mm-hmm. or some communication habits that might not be healthy that are from clear back then. Yeah. And so, so that's actually like stuff like that. I've been able to mentor these, these people who are struggling with their in-laws or, you know, with their own parents. And I've been able to say, Hey, you know, here's some good things that you can tell them, obviously pre-teach them, like tell them, this is what you're doing. And this is why maybe even share with them your family vision. Cause that's important so that they can get a clear picture of the future as well. But then uh, that one of the families I was mentoring, she said, you know, I've shared with them with that or that with them. And they're still not doing what would be beneficial for my kids. And I said, well, then you might just have to give them a no answer and yeah. just say, you know, I would love to have my kids spend time with you, but I'm going to have to be there for that. Or no, my kids or can't just see always you. be there for that. <laughs> yeah. Or just say, you know, yeah, just, no, you can't see them this time. <laughs> like, yeah. Or you can't attend them this time. Sleepovers or whatever. Well, and you don't even have to tell them that. Like, as the parent, you can totally be like, oh, yeah, we went out of town and like, oh, well, we could have watched the kids. Well, you know what? My friend so and so was so excited to do it and so happy to do it that I let her do it this time. You know, like, you don't even have to fully you know, disclose it if it's going to cause major familial breakdowns, right? Like, Mm -hmm. but you still need to always advocate what's best for the children, not placate for the grandparent what you think is going to make them the happiness. I love that you were suggesting to people for them to share their family vision, because I think that's huge to show them how deliberate the kids, right? That's part of the whole family root system so why not share it with the grandparents who are part of that root system yeah no it's true and just to let them know how deliberate you are you know going forward here's another thing that I also used to do to you guys and Paige I'm not sure if you remember this okay but you would go to a a grandma's house to stay okay and this grandma you know had a library right next door and oh I'm gonna have you you know movies 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 and I would tell you guys if you were gonna go and spend time at grandma's because we loved you to be able to spend some time with your grandparents I would say now during this time where me and dad are gone for this one night or whatever and you get to spend a couple of days with grandma you guys get to watch videos that we have seen before. Okay. We're going to bring some, you get to watch this many, maybe it's two, maybe it's three. Okay. And then after that, what you need to do is you need to say to grandma, grandma, can we help you cook? Grandma, can we play a game with you? Grandma, can we go for a walk with you? Cause grandma likes to go for walks or whatever it is, then you ask grandma to do something else. She is not going to be used to that because she thinks all the children just want to watch TV all the time. But I am giving you a no answer, no more than two videos or three videos or whatever it is. And I would just tell my children, 
And then when I come and pick him up and I say, oh, how was it to grandma and grandpa and what happened and how did things go? And if she says, oh, yeah, they watched this and this and this and this and this. Well, then I'm going to say to my children when we get home, you guys did not follow instructions, right? And so then I'm going to correct them for not following instructions. So when the children are old enough, you can absolutely put some of that kind of stuff on them. And if the, and if grandma get, and you could say, you have to follow grandma's instructions and accept grandma's no answers. And I would always tell you guys that mm -hmm. even if grandma doesn't know how the steps to following an instruction or accepting a no answer, if grandma has to do anything to discipline you, it may be different than what I do to discipline you and, or, you know, or what, what the consequences are going to be, the negative consequences, it might be different. And then you're going to have to deal with whatever that is. Mm -hmm. Um, so if you're really smart, you will make your grandma think you're the best grandchild she's ever seen in her life. <laughs> and you do that by following instructions and accepting no answers and disagreeing appropriately. Right. That's what you do. And so I just prepared you, which I felt like was a service to the grandparents because, because it's easier to teach the young child to do the new mm -hmm. tricks than the old grandparents to do new tricks. And then over time, the grandparents were like, Oh, I love that your children just always say, okay, they do it. And then they come and tell me after when they did it, I said, well, they have this skill and they know this skill. It's such a great skill. And before you know it, grandma's telling other people about the skills. You know? <laughs> so it's, it's great stuff. It's great stuff. Okay. So let's change gears just a little bit. I mean, we mm -hmm. could go on about that for a very long time. And I'm sure there's some situations out there that just don't fit the cookie cutter, what we've been talking about. And, and we do have a support group, the teaching self-government support group. We can ask any question. That. Yeah. You can ask anything. You can go to the teaching self-government parenting course. And on there, you can have mentor video calls with Paige and other <laughs> mentors and that can help you through some of these things. Um, so let's move on though, to help for the grandparents. Okay. Yep. Grandparenting. I, I don't know if the grandparents fully realize how influential they are in the lives of those grandchildren. Yeah. I know for me, when I was growing up, um, grandma and grandpa were like, that was like the best place to go because grandma always had yummy things to eat. Granted our grandma is a chef and she makes amazing things, but um, <laughs> there was always yummy things to eat, fun things to do. Um, you know, fun games to play. She would always take us out in the garden because she's a master gardener and she would teach us about different plants and we would be able to just like sit there and talk with her, especially as I got older. Um, I would visit home from college and she was right on the way home and I would just stop in. I'd be there for a couple hours before I even made it home because we would just sit and talk. And it was something really fun for me to be able to have that bonding time with them and I know it's really special for them as well. They, they've told me multiple times, like, hey, we love it when you just stop in and come talk to us. We mm -hmm. think it's so fun. And, you know, it's such a treat for us. And it's it's always so nice to see, you know, like this the smile on their face when you stop by. Or some of my favorite memories were, like, family dinners at grandma's. You know, we'd have one once a month. And we would just get together with the family and we would talk and play games and it was just so fun to have those family connections. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Well, you know, um, your grandma and grandpa pond who are my parents, 
they really, really wanted to, and still want to this day, I mean, they're still with us, obviously. Anyway, this, they want to give something to their grandchildren, like a legacy. Mm-hmm. Um, they typed up their story of, of their life and their courtship on their 50th anniversary and presented it to everybody. They want their, their grandchildren to have that. They've made books of remembrance, which are genealogy books about all the people that came before you guys. And um, they really want you to love family. And, and this has a lot to do with their parents and the way that their parents were. I mean, my grandparents were very much the same way. It was, you know, my grandma pond taught us music and um taught us the importance of family and genealogy and stuff like that. But my, my grandma and grandpa Gundry, my goodness, they were always pulling us aside, working with us in their yard, taking us on camping trips and teaching us how to cook outside and how to whittle sticks and how to sing little songs. And I mean, how to play instruments and cook things. And I mean, it was just everything. They saw themselves as teachers. I I really feel like they, they got it. Like they just got it what it meant mm-hmm. to be a grandparent you know well, I think you and, really locked on to something key there too they saw themselves as teachers as mentors not as spoilers or you know the best babysitters, babysitters ever yeah yeah they saw themselves as having a an active role in the raising and nurturing of their grandchildren and that's so key because they totally do Oh yeah. It's transformational. I mean, it really is transformational. Like I sat there with my great grandmother and learned to crochet. I learned how to quilt sitting next to my grandmother time and time again. I learned how to sew little basic things. I learned how to cook the best potato rolls there were. (laughs) I learned um, that buttermilk is really bad tasting. I, I, I learned (laughs) that, I learned how to garden and, and how to identify different plants. And I learned about berries and things out in the wild, not to eat and the ones you can eat and, and about different rock formations and stuff from my grandfather as we would hike around. I mean, I just learned so many things. And I think of what your grandparents have taught you. I mean, just to list a few, but it's like how to navigate a river, okay? How to cook in a Dutch oven, how to grow certain things, different cooking things. I mean, my mother has written cookbooks. I mean, there's just so many things that they have taught you, but they've also taught you that family is the number one most important no matter what. I mean, they've just shown Mm -hmm. that to you in their quote unquote golden years. Their main focus is family, not travel or whatever they want to do or their friends. Their main focus is leaving a legacy, which they know the only legacy you really can leave is memories and touching the heart of another person, a younger person that will carry on what you know. That is truly how you leave a legacy. And they just seemed to get that. Their life wasn't about them. Their life was about us. And I don't know one of my cousins or aunts or uncles that would not agree with that. My grandma and grandpa Gundry, their life was not about them. It was about us. And 
they didn't spoil us, but they were thoughtful as all get out, you know, always a card with their, their sweet words in it, handwritten conviction, almost uh, always testimony of what's true and right and good talking about the things happening in the world, bringing us back to principle, but not in a way that was ever unkind or condescending, always a way that was understanding, but firmly rooted in what truths they knew. I, I just, I just feel like that's the type of, that's the type of grandparent that I want to be. Yeah. I want to be that one that, that gives something. But what that means is that the parents have to understand that inside every grandparent could be that one. So, so what could we do as parents to help those grandparents? We could let them know deliberately on purpose. We could let them know what we hope for them to do for our children. Yeah, we could and let I them think, know. I think just, it, I did like, do that. Yeah. Saying it flat out. But I think another one is expressing to your parents just exactly like what you learned from them. I know there have been multiple times where I've actually written your parents, my grandparents, handwritten letters that says, you know, thank you so much for teaching my mom this. It's blessed me in this way. You know, thank you for showing her Mm -hmm. how to do this. Um, It's helped me live my life better in this way. Mm -hmm. And they've, they've told me like, wow, like those letters are so meaningful to us and they're, we keep them, you know, they're with us forever. And I think it's important to be able to tell your parents that and say, Hey, you know, you've taught me these great things. I want you to help me teach my children these things too, Mm -hmm. because yes, I will teach them. They are my kids, but I want them to be able to learn the life lessons I learned from your perspective, especially now that you're even older and wiser. Mm. And Mm -hmm. I think, I think that's really, really key. And I know that's something that, you know, I'll want with any children that I have in the future, um, you know, I expect them when they go to grandma's to come back learning something, you know, even mm-hmm. if it's just, oh, this is how you make a gluten-free cookie, you know, three simple ingredients, one cup peanut butter, one cup sugar, one egg, stir it together, cook it for seven minutes at 350, you know. Yeah, well, or even if, or even if they just learn that grandma and grandpa love spending time with them so much mm-hmm. that they are that important. And I think that's one thing that grandparents always remind children, their grandchildren is how important they are. Because sometimes yeah. parents get really busy, you know, and they forget. I mean, like the parents, of course, their children are so important. Like everything they're doing is to provide for those children and uh, everything for the children. Mm-hmm. But sometimes the parents get so busy because of everything with the children that the message doesn't come through as well. But with the grandparents, the grandparents put their lives on hold for the children. And they just oh, yeah. said that, like, we are so important. And they show that extra love hmm and they yeah when they don't have to they could yeah, be and- they could be off at the pool or doing something else for themselves mm-hmm. on a trip or or whatever but, but no yeah show no that. good grandparents will stop and they will take interest in that handful of grass that the toddler picked up and said look grandma you know or they'll sit there and draw pictures with them mm-hmm. or, you know just take that extra time yeah and you know i think grandparents also who serve something higher than themselves that teaches their their grandchildren something too i remember when you were born Paige, and and uh, your dad's parents so your grandma and grandpa peck they were not living in the state at that time because they had uh decided to serve a mission for our church 
And, and I was like, oh, this is so sad that Quinn is so little and he's not really going to know him that well. And, and now Paige is coming, she's a baby and now she's not going to know them. And, and I'm like, this is so sad, you know, that they're, I, you know, I was feeling bad for my children and I was kind of feeling bad for the grandparents too. And they had all these other grandchildren. They have so many grandchildren. And, and I thought, oh, this is, you know, this is kind of a sad thing, even though I've always wanted to do that when I was, you know, older too. And, and it's kind of a sad thing because the, the things, how everyone has to part from them. But during that one year or one and a half years, however long it was, they were gone. Um, you know, they were missed. Absolutely. They were missed. But, but I'll tell you what, all of those other grandchildren that I noticed it felt like they they revered their grandparents for it. It was like they could see what was most important in life. Grandma and grandpa taught them that. Oh, yeah, no, no I, I loved going down to their basement room in their apartment and seeing their plaque on the wall, you know, with a picture of them in the area where they served and the dates from when they served. And I'm like, wow, that's so cool that they took that mm-hmm. time out of their life to go serve God and to serve well, other people. And that's the thing is they always were serving, serving in their church and everywhere, always serving and just showing all of their posterity, their children and their grandchildren, really what was most important in life for them. And for them, it was God. God was most important. And that was the message they were giving. It wasn't, you know, this trip or these friends or whatever. It was God and, and family are the most important thing. And so just the power their grandparent has, I don't know if we fully recognize that power that they have in the lives of our children. And we can tell them, you know, hey, we would love for you to be this type of person in our child's life. Or I think I phrased it to my parents, something like, I'm so excited for my children to get to know you through your grandparenting, you know, and I phrased it in a way that was more like a visionary, like they'll be able to learn certain things from you. They're going to be able to remember gardening with you and, and cooking with you and building a fire with you and all of those things that you guys are good at. They're going to make memories alongside you that are going to change them forever. And I am so excited. Grandparenting and being a grandparent is so important. I probably phrased it something like that to my parents, how I'd been thinking about grandparenting and the influence that they have and will have in the lives of my children and I saw a spark ignite in my parents that day when we had that conversation and they already were amazing grandparents but at that moment they were more deliberate suddenly in everything that they were doing and I think that's the key you have to be deliberate like being a grandparent isn't just spoiling your kids and grandkids you have to be deliberate in the things that you do Mm mm-hmm yeah, absolutely. And they'll notice. They absolutely notice. Oh, you guys, this has been so much fun. So much fun, Paige, to talk about being a grandparent. It just gets me really excited for you to have children hey, hey, no. one day. Hey, hey. <laughs> it just gets me really <laughs> excited uh, to be that grandparent one day. Honestly, all the phases of life are so worth it. And we learn so many things and we get developed in so many ways. But when we hit that grandparent stage, wow. 
what an amazing time to see that next generation come up and be able to still be able to hold a candle and be an example to them, even in our older age. So exciting. Anyway, thank you so much for joining us on the Teaching Self-Government podcast. And if you want to find more out about self-government, about the skills we teach, about great things that could make life totally different when you drop off the children at grandma and grandpa's house and things that you could teach grandma and grandpa, then be sure to go to Teaching Self-Government dot com and find more there and we will talk to you again next time bye-bye bye you've been listening to the teaching self-government podcast for more information and resources to help unite your family visit teaching self-government.com